So I've been uh, a couple of days out of hospital with uh, sepsis pneumonia. And I wanted to make some observations about my time there, going in through my time there and coming back home again. And the very, very deep spiritual mystical experiences that I had there at Swedish Hospital in uh, Seattle. I suppose that um, none more so than going into the emergency room that day on Wednesday the 14th, a week ago. It's only a week ago. My God, it feels like it's a lifetime ago. And there's reasons for that. I mean, to say that it was intense would be an understatement. I didn't know that I was in full-blown sepsis. <coughs> and perhaps had been for um, some days. So the first thing to do for those folks, brilliant team at Swedish, was to clear the sepsis. But at one point, at one point I had uh, seven IVs in my left arm and three in my right. All kinds of powerful antibiotics were brought to bear and then refined as the day wore on. Um, the period in the emergency room, <coughs> I have a lingering cough left over, which will go in time. The aspect of that time in the emergency room that most stands out for me as I experienced it was this fellow, this doctor, who had all kinds of letters after his name, beautifully embroidered on his starched white coat. I don't know his nationality, I'm going to say Egyptian. Um, but his energy, uh, the way that he presented himself, was, was way out there. Just absolutely remarkable. And I have a good sense. When I say I have a good sense, I have a deep, deep sense of what's spiritual and mystical and how those energies present in my life. And I knew at this point that there was an extraordinary being presenting in front of me 
and my daughter at that time. Just an amazing spirit. Um, a very ancient warrior indeed. And um, so I went through the that time-based <laughs> space. There was a time actually where the intensity of it all, and I'm laying there, I really looked around and it felt like I was, um, uh, you know, in the command module of a space, <coughs> space vehicle. And we were in deep space. Um, when I consider what was going on behind the scenes uh, within my body at that moment, I can see why. Um, without the interventions of the antibiotics and the care of this wonderful team. Um, well, the next thing for me would have been septic shock. And that doesn't end well for anybody. I mentioned to my daughter, who was magnificent throughout and sat with me that whole day in the emergency room, what a delightful spirit to have at times like that, at any time, but at times like that. Um, and eventually um, they came uh, to the conclusion. They knew that they were fighting a sepsis at that point, but it wasn't information that they it was not useful information for me to hear or for my daughter to hear. They were doing whatever they needed to be doing at that moment. And um, so at the end of that day, they admitted me to the hospital. I didn't know that actually the sepsis was clearing rapidly. Um, I've got very good underlying health for a particularly for a 74 year old and um, the sepsis was already clearing but I was admitted upstairs um, my room number was room 304 and I came to meet an experience for three days in a row before I came back home. This very disciplined but gentle spirit that would arrive on the early light at about 5 a.m. in the morning, I would awaken to her presence and I would hear a good morning, sir. She immediately struck me as perhaps um, a military nurse. I think a lot of the uh, triage in the emergency room are ex-military. 
and she had that discipline around about her. Now, she also wore a starched white um, outfit with a polka dot blow um, bow tie. Very disciplined, very organized. She had a job to do and she would come in through the door. Good morning, sir. And I would be vaguely awake as she was doing her thing, taking blood, you know, blood panel, whatever oxygen levels, da, 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 and just gradually moving with such grace, but such intense discipline at the same time. But had that sense, and the way I picked it up was it was extremely nurturing and the sense of safety that I felt in her presence. Um, and then during those periods of time, it struck me that I had never felt this safe asleep, that I was perfectly safe, and that I had people who cared about me right outside that door, that door of that room. They were there. And I had never experienced that in my life before. I have a history of things that go bump in the night which I don't need to go into here, that have dogged me all my life, that um, wherein I've never felt safe, entirely safe, no matter what efforts I've put into my room and the, the efforts that I've put into the room to make it feel safe for me. But here I felt safe. It was largely because of this nurse's presence, but the ambience, the whole setup there, and just the knowledge, like I say, that I could, I was safe. I could relax. I was safe. And I'd never experienced that before. How sad and yet, how wonderful to experience it at all. So many don't. Unlike so many aspects of my life coming out of this, I look to find ways to support myself in the kindest, most warm, fuzzy ways that I can. And, in, and as always, my way is to offer that back out to others for their healing and for their for their life's grace. Because my sepsis had cleared so uh, rapidly, um, even though it was only on Friday, I think two days later, I entered on Wednesday, uh, consideration of me going home um, and I did. I duly left. I, I wanted to stay in that cocoon, that safe place, a little while longer.
Um, but it was time to go. One of the things that I was aware of that beds are so in such short supply um, that I felt that if I possibly could, I should come back home and make that bed available to some other soul who so desperately needed it. And um, so my daughter took me home. Country road, da, da, da. <laughs> we came home. And uh, she made sure that I was safe. And then I sat. Boink. Here. Back at home. <clears throat> After three days of an intense experience of my nervous system taking such a hit. You see, I'm I'm extremely aware and in tune with how my body reacts to a particular situation and the noise and the experience that it's exposed to. Um, we have minds and aspects of mind we call ego that might very well rationalize a particular experience in order to survive it. But nevertheless, my body, my being experienced that intervention, particularly on the Wednesday, um, as life-threatening. Um, and indeed, it was. And that I was to now back home, I was to be as mindful of that as possible. And so rest, sleep, was the order of the day. And that perhaps I might be fortunate to get some tears up to get some of the layer of sorrow that was in me from that experience. I remember when I was inside the hospital in my room, I was listening to this fellow next door in the room next door try to get a breath. Just a breath. I don't know whether he was ever able to get enough breaths, breaths for any length of time then. I don't know what happened to him. But I wept. Those deep, deep woundings and the release of the content of that, the totality of that experience. There was so much of that within me, and I was sitting at home, so. It was the following morning when I was sitting at my uh, laptop and went to the Daily Mix on Spotify, which are little tunes that get collected there, and I get to play back. And what came through was a series of beautiful vignettes, if you like, 
And as the first one passed and the second, there they came. Just these massive sobs. And again, I know very well the importance of moving that energy and creating sacred space for myself in order to avail myself to let that go very much a part of my healing. Um, and I did that. I was able to move a lot of pain. Pain, I suspect, uh, of my own experience, but also um, deeply sensitive to those around me that who were going through their own drama and in some cases their own fight for life and uh, was intent on honoring them. So to bring this to this point um, I don't really know what day it is right now. It's Tuesday, I think the 20th. And I've recorded this for austerity to help me process, but also to share my heart with you of those days, those few days in the eye of a storm in the eye of a storm. I uh, thank you. And there'll be some more coming down the line. I'm not anywhere close to being up to speed. So what um, podcasts or little pieces that I might post right now will be probably a way for me to express what's going on in my life at this moment. <clears throat> which I tend to do. But there's a phrase I've used in the past. Um, May the light of a thousand candles guide your way back home. May the light of a thousand candles guide you.